symptomatology. Along with the incomparable Vinny Highlife, I'm Frank, and this is Cinetology, a podcast about movies for people who like podcasts about movies. This week, we watch Josh Trank's Capone, a film originally scheduled for theatrical release, but has been coroned to a streaming premiere on Amazon Prime. Al Capone, as most of you should know, was the most famous gangster in the world during the 1920s. This movie is about the last and least interesting year of his life. <laughs> Vin, Vin, what the hell did we just watch? Um, wow. I mean, th- th- this is like when you go, uh, well, this would have been released in a theater. Like people actually would have seen it. Yeah. Why would well, people have like looked at trailers and went, yeah, this is what I want to see. I mean, I don't know. Like I, to this moment, I, I think I know like the direction I want to go in, like with a plus or minus, but it's, it's a, it's an amazing thing to watch, and it's like, it's it's like I I know why this guy messed up uh, Fantastic Four. I I don't understand how these pieces all came together. And then the other thing you said, like his the most uninteresting year of his life. It's it's true. It's like I'm trying to think of other films where it's like, okay, it's about a thing I know, but it's about the weirdest part of that thing. Like, right? <laughs> like it's like I had I thought I thought he died in prison. And I find out, no, for years he lived in Florida and slowly went insane. And it's like, oh, okay, that could be interesting. Is it? Do we get a story arc here at all? Is there going to be flashbacks of Al Capone in the old days? A little bit? Yeah. Kind of? Mm-hmm. Kind of there is. There's kind of some great scenes I love. And it's it's kind of like it's kind of like a new version. It's like they took Citizen Kane um and and they and they put like 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 pieces of like i don't know wild at heart and like like and they mixed them up and and then they added like the untouchables like a like a touch of like you know gangster kind of thing but then they like but then they told like tom hardy tom um we want you to play it like xyz and he's like okay but i'm gonna play it like mnlop you know like he's gonna do his own take on this character and oh my god it's just it's oh i think it's a i think it's a disaster frank i am pretty sure it's a disaster <laughs> this, this is this is this is crazy this movie but in but i didn't i didn't enjoy it you know sometimes you enjoy crazy just you just go with it right i, I just I, it was just too i mean there were too many scenes of al capone I know you're defecating yeah. on himself or urinating I on know, himself, but multiple things like we got it, but nope. And you know, you know, Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy stars in this, by the way, as Al Capone, as a syphilis ridden, a 47 year old Al Capone. Right, right. If you could believe he looks 80. Um, you know, he chose this movie just so he could run around wearing a diaper and shooting a Tommy, a gold plated Tommy gun. And just grunt. He has to say very little dialogue. He grunts. Oh, nothing. He poop himself. Yeah. The whole time. Just gibberish, Italian gibberish. It might, it might not even be Italian. There are subtitles. It sounds Italian. Who knows? I mean, the Italian coming out of Tom Hardy was great. And is, is he doing, see, in the beginning, I because he's verbal in the beginning and then becomes very nonverbal at the end. This is like very. This one's like great actors. Like, um, what was the one? Like, it was the one where um, uh, Gary Oldman plays like a little like like a little person. And it, oh, totally, yes. 
What is that like, Tweedledee? Tiny toe? <laughs> something like that, yeah. Right, and 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 that was always on like, uh, how did this get made or something? Like that's like the classic. Right. And it's like, how does this great actor pick this thing? Was it for the money? Um, was it just like a crazy like, yeah, I'll do that, like a Johnny Depp kind of dare kind of thing, or like a Nicolas Cage kind of like, yep. I'm gonna give it, you know, all these different weird vibes, because it feels in the beginning like he's totally doing a Danny DeVito penguin impersonation. Like the voice is totally Danny DeVito from Batman uh, uh, Returns. Well, okay. Here's my question for you. Is Tom Hardy a good actor? Now think about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, the first, my, my instinct, my instinct was, was, yeah, he is. Of course. I love Tom Hardy. In what though? When was the last time he was like normal Tom Hardy in something? Uh, n- no. I mean, I, the first time I remember seeing him was, the coming attractions for Inception, I think. Yep. Which and like, was, who's this really handsome guy? And he was like so debonair, like you know, oh darling, to use this gun, doll, you know. And he shoots, and I'm like, this guy is cool. This guy could be like the next James Bond. This guy is like awesome. And then I watched Bronson, which I think I remember loving him in, and you know, his like choice of voice for Bane is interesting, and he buffed up for it, and I'm and he's amazing in Road in in uh, Fury Road, but. Again, he doesn't have to say a lot, but he says a lot with his face. So I think he's a good actor. But he was in remember that movie. Um, was it Lawless? The one where he plays like a moonshine runner? Yes. He's like, I read that book and he's not very good in it. Like, it's like kind of like boring to watch that movie. And this it is. And this is kind of like the same thing. But at the same time, he plays it like campy. Like everyone else around him is trying to play like a like a straight gangster type movie yes. that they live in like this like think of like this is like scarface but if like al pacino was like you know like was wasn't al pacino, even if al pacino plays it campy it's like jerry lewis played it or something it, it's just it's it's just a little too campy his his whole uh, uh, uh mm-hmm. it's off the tone is off from everybody else to me so that's my yes. thoughts on his you said his acting i think he's a good actor but i think he's just i think I think he was like, like gave Josh Trank like, like three versions of Al Capone. And every time Josh Trank took the Nicolas Cage camp version and, and was like, Oh, this is going to get him an Oscar. And then I'm, I, yeah, well, I'm sure people are looking at it going, you dude, you picked the wrong, you picked the wrong clips of Tom Hardy. Oh, if this does not, yeah, this, this says a lot about Josh Trank. Uh, you know, Josh Trank, who is, he, became known for making Chronicle, which was a great, um, you know, a great like indie take on the superhero films. It was fresh. It, it was, it, you know, it was, it was a really good movie. And then the whole Fantastic Four fiasco, which of course he tried to distance himself from and blaming the studio until it was revealed that, no, that's pretty much the movie he made. And this is, this just shows me, I, I don't trust him as a director. I have no interest in seeing anything else he does because I don't understand the point of this movie. What, what story is he trying to tell? With this? Yes. <laughs> what is this movie about? Other than just uh, Tom Hardy mumbling and dying as Al Capone. Well, that's the thing at the end. I'm, I'm going, okay, so they, they, I mean, this is Al Capone's gone from Alcatraz. He's got this sickness. He's on this mansion. He's got all these workers around, like helping him. Like, like he made this much money, like to live this well after prison. 
I, I was so disappointed that he he got to die in the lap of luxury. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's like just showing like his like his mental deterioration. The people around him trying to help him. And also like this thrown in like, oh, the feds want his money because supposedly he hit a whole bunch of it, but he's losing money. So he's got to sell off all these this like museum art kind of stuff that he's got. But he's not doing any of it. He's like so like out of touch. Like he's like on another planet. Mm-hmm. He's like like floating through, you know, like in the shining or like like all these like things are happening in the hotel, but there's nothing really there. It's like that. And it's just right. it's like they're all like reacting to him and at the end, it's like, oh, oh, it's it's about him and his son. No, it's not about him and his son are holding hands at the end. And it's like, well, that's it. They never found money. And everybody in his life changed their last name because they didn't want to be associated with them. There's no arc to it, you know? And maybe there's not, not whatsoever. No, maybe there's not supposed to be, but it's just a, it's just a, it, it's, it's so weird. Like the way it's shot, the, the fact that they were in Florida, like this is a Florida movie. Yep. Shot in Louisiana, though. Yeah. And so, because you know, uh, it's cheaper. So it's just, um, it, like, it's just so weird. And then we get Matt Dillon in this movie. I mean, he is, um, he's in his late 50s. He's looking as young as ever. He really does. He's looking great. He, he's playing Johnny Torrio, who was Al Capone's mentor, the guy who, who was the king of Chicago before Al Capone. And he and Johnny Torrio, really interesting uh, in gangster lore. He started the the crime syndicate, you know, with Lucky Luciano and all the New York um, uh, gangsters. And they they became they had Murder Inc. as part of their group. Um, so he was a big time gangster. And Matt Dillon's here, pointless really, other than the fact that he looks like t- you know ten to fifteen years younger than Al Capone Wait, is. Is he a real person in this, or is he a flashback that Capone is like projecting? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think he's probably a flashback because there's that one scene where Capone's wife comes out while he's talking to Matt Dillon, right. and Matt Dillon's not there. So I, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand the point that Kyle McLaughlin's in this movie, and he's completely wasted. Yeah. I was going to say, a lot of it is, is really, like, you get the sense it's from his, Capone's perspective. He's he's seeing things, and, and it's all a hallucination, and it becomes... Like more and more, because like the alligator at the end is gonna like bite him, and he shoots up everybody, and he's got the carrot. Like he's literally got a carrot in his mouth. I mean, they took out the cigar, put a carrot in it. He's got this gold plated. Like it's like I'm making it up. It's like he got the Tommy gun shooting everybody. And I know it's like mm-hmm. fake. You know, I know it's not. It's like in his head because he's a drooling mess. But who cares? Who cares about Al Capone in this day? No, who wants to see this story? Who Who would be? A better question before we get to the Wizard of Oz. A better question <laughs> is, <laughs> and and that's why I said uh, Wild at Heart a bit because it's Lynchian and Wizard of Oz, you know, like uh, like like obsession. Um, who's the best Al Capone yeah, uh, film or TV that that the, okay. who do we think of when we think of these things? Okay, well, I guess the the big name, of course, is uh, is De Niro in The Untouchables, right? But yeah. my favorite Capone on film is um, from Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, mine Stephen too. Graham. Mine too. And Stephen Graham, who was fantastic in The Irishman. Yeah. And he's also in, another British actor, yeah, just he, like Tom Hardy. He's British, but he plays like the short guy, like crazy yep. maniac. And uh, and uh, Torrio is in that. That's the other thing. There's the actor. Um, oh, yeah. The actor mm-hmm. Torrio in that one. And he's so good in that. And he's such a good Capone um 
in the in in like early years, you know. And then yep. De Niro is like the prime when we think of Capone. And now Tom Hardy has completed. The, the, <laughs> he's like, what else is left? I got to do. I got to do the, the one where he shits his pants. Years, you know, it's like I'd rather see the movie when he was fifteen and got syphilis for the first time. Right? <laughs> Show me that one. I, I real, I do. I was left speechless. I really, I was expecting. You mentioned this earlier. I was expecting flashbacks, at least to young Capone. Give Tom Hardy, let him, you know, unleash Tom Hardy, you know, as as gangster in his prime. Nope, nothing. We got some weird flashbacks that may have been flashbacks. Yeah, like, but it's just more Capone watching himself. I don't know, watching his past. I, I didn't. I didn't know what was happening most of the time. Well, in 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 a good scene where where they where they're like interrogating somebody and, and and the guy like stabs the guy in the neck like fifty million times. Now the most interesting thing about this movie was that scene because this movie was produced by Lawrence Bender. Ah, who was uh, Tarantino's yeah. longtime producer. That scene was filmed in the same warehouse they filmed Reservoir Dogs. Get out of here! Was it? Yeah. Oh, yep. I have to look back at that. That's interesting. It's it's moderately interesting compared to the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> because that scene didn't, I thought that was going to lead to something until I realized, oh, wait, this isn't actually happening. So why am I looking at it? And I, I don't know. But, but my favorite scene, I thought that was most interesting. My favorite scene is when his wife smacks him and he goes yeah, crashing to the floor. Just about to that. <laughs> she just lines him up and just smacks the crap out of him, uh, which is great. I mean, it, it, which <laughs> shows. Like, you know, we think of Capone, this is like, like, I don't even know if Trank and Hardy were thinking, maybe they were thinking this, like, you know, when people, like, we're going to call it Capone, because you're going to have like preconceived notions that this guy's a tough guy, they're going to think of Boardwalk Empire, they're going to think of the old Scarface movies, they're going to think of, um, they're going to think of De Niro, you know, uh, but we're going to show him being emasculated, like, pooping himself and grunting we're going to show him uh, uh practically like in some ways it really reminds it's so creepy it's like it's like i think um tom hardy like really watched like danny devito and then watched and then watched attack of the clones and revenge of the sith to really nail <laughs> down you know like the the transition of emperor palpatine like <laughs> Like he, he just gargles, like you know, like kill the Jedi. Like he's just he's doing this like crazy voice, and it's just it's 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 madness. I mean, it's absolute madness. So, um, kudos to the like. There's no way they thought on that level with this movie, right? <laughs> Maybe this is genius in that. I because I felt like I had dementia watching this movie. <laughs> like like it's there. We want you really to feel what Capone was going through. And you're like, I don't crazy. Am I hallucinating that this is a good movie sometimes? And then knowing this is really crap. Oh, he just pooped himself. They they're like it's like my life is like at the same time, like intermixed with what's happening. And and again, Frank, I watched this over like five days, like, like, in like, you know, like in little spurts here and there, like an hour here, then like five minutes there, then like there. And like, I'm like slowly going crazy myself. Maybe this is, maybe this is also what Capone deserved that they're a life of crime and you know, murder. This is, this is what he deserved to be shown this way. Right. Yeah. So kudos to Josh. Trank. That's exactly it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's like, like, like you imagine him with a cigar in his mouth. No, we're going to put a, carrot in his mouth because we want him to not die of you know 
uh, lung poisoning when he's clearly like his brain is scrambled eggs. So whatever. Crazy. But yeah, he's another one of these actors who is like trying so hard not to be a movie star. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he just looks terrible and sweaty and gross. And his hair is disgusting and he's got feces all over him. And <laughs> I can't. But, but I mean, oddly, like, I don't want to say that it was like positive, but it was like real like I, I love scenes where people spit in other people's mouths or like faces at least. And he holds off and spits in her face. And that's when she slaps him. Right. Yeah. Very, yes. very good. I, I, th- that might have been my favorite scene that and the Wizard of Oz scene. So, <laughs> well, you're living vicariously through the uh, the spitting scene because you can't spit on people anymore. No, can't. It's something we've lost. We've lost in these COVID times. COVID the ability to spit on people. <laughs> yeah, talk about the Wizard of Oz. Um, <laughs> so he's got like his own little uh, movie theater, right? This came out in in 1939, which is only a few years before this movie. Right. So it takes place. It takes place. Right. So he's got his own movie theater and he's got The Wizard of Oz, which at this point had been playing in theaters for a while. So he's got his own print of it somehow. And clearly he's memorized every single line of this movie. And clearly he's identifying with the lion. Um, and, and uh, you know, because they talk about being a coward a lot. And he doesn't like cowards, I guess. And, um, he sings the whole Cowardly Lion song, like while they like did they have to pay for the rights of the Wizard of Oz for this? Because they showed the movie, right? Am I wrong? In the background, they showed like the They line. did. Absolutely did, yeah. And and he's singing and she's holding him, and it's <laughs> this is madness. Like not and it's not even like shot well, I don't think. Like it's yeah. shot it's like, no... laughed at and and it's not taken seriously, like a serious look at mental illness. Again, does he have mental illness, or this is just because he like screwed around, right? Like it's a sex thing, like syphilis, or how did he get syphilis? Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's. They don't, even, they don't even go into. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Like they don't explain anything, but. No, and yeah, you don't really get any kind of sense other than his wife's just, um, just her frustration at it. Like the other people around him, they're they're trying to you know work with him and help him out, but we don't really get to know any of the other characters at all. No. No, there's no, there's like no names. There's a lot of kids. You can tell he kind of like likes kids and has them around. He's kind of like Michael Jackson a bit, you know, where he's got this big sure. giant house. He acts like he's like two or three years old. He poops himself. Oopsies. And then he likes yeah, the syphilis ridden gangster. Yeah. Perfect uh, role model for kids. <laughs> go on, kids. Let's go play with Al Capone. Well, this is cra- This is ridiculous. This movie. Yes, it really is. And then Matt Dillon, of course, with the the classic line, uh, "This is what happens when people spend too much time in Florida." Right, they turn into yeah. hillbillies. <laughs> like, what are you saying? You're a maniac. <laughs> I, I did. I really. I was lost watching this. I I did not understand what I was watching. No, no. I mean, and again, it's a hallucination. He falls in the water. Like this whole like tsunami comes, and I know it's like you know playing with like his mind what he's imagining and right and and at the end it's like you know he really did shoot a guy and he really did fall back and they, they're covering up the holes and uh where does it go though it goes nowhere kind of so yeah and they didn't really follow up on the cowardly lion theme no. that could have been interesting that could that could have been the fo- the central focus of the movie but nothing no the the, the themes are not thorough they're not they're not sought through um you know uh, josh trank says th- this is his like this is really my first movie well you know 
Congratulations. Yeah. You started off with a minus. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. It's a minus uh, for me too. I mean, if that's what you say it is for you. It is. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's not even worth of, it's not even worthy of a minus. You know, you know, sometimes we, we've watched a lot of minus movies that are interesting and we you could even recommend watching them because, you know, there are parts that people might enjoy or we got where the director was going, you know, what, what they were trying to do. This, I don't understand anything. Like you said, it wasn't even made well. There's nothing to recommend about this. I can't, I can't see this like making any money in the theater like like before. So... No, oh, imagine going thinking we're going to see like a gangster movie and seeing this. Because this, I, I didn't even hear about it until you said it was a movie. You know, so I mean, obviously, you know, we've been in uh, movie theaters have been closed for six months. So right, you know, there's that. But I mean, I, I, I saw pictures of him in character. Um, I guess months ago at this point. So I knew there was they were making it. Then I forgot about it. Then I saw that it was you know on Amazon. It's, it's streaming on Amazon Prime right now. <laughs> not, not that I should have told you that because I don't want you even accidentally watching it. No, I mean, yeah, you said it. Uh, Capone, Tom Hardy. Yeah, right away when you said it, I was like, yep, oh, I'm I'm all in. I, I would recommend this if you had like a bunch of people around. You had seen other gangster movies and you kind of wanted like a laugh kind of thing. Yeah, and maybe thought, maybe could become a camp. A camp classic yeah like down the line. what am i watching and it's not even like that bizarre to go oh you're gonna no. laugh at it it's not so you're right the scenes that are over the top aren't over the top enough right if you're gonna go in to go all in uh don't you gotta go full camp you know what i'm saying yep point. Exactly. Or, or, or tone it down and make it serious and have a story where like it goes somewhere but it really doesn't though. so I, I like the i like movies where it's like a, a a journey into madness you know i'm yeah. trying to think of movies like that you know the shining is like that um for some reason jacob's ladder comes to mind um it's been a long time since i've seen that i no one's gonna know what that movie is but um what other movies are like where like it's like a like a descent to mad like leaving las vegas maybe with Nick, like i'm thinking of Nicolas cage or like a a bad lieutenant you know yeah. either one of those is kind of the same thing um it's it it it's supposed to be that, but it's it's not a good version of that. It's not. It's not. Okay, before we go this week, I want to go back to last week. Now, last week we talked about Hold the Dark and uh, Jeremy Solnay, and you know we both I think gave it. Um, I think we both gave it pluses, right? Borderline pluses. Am I yeah. correct? Yeah. And we both and so I watched. Um, his two previous movies, Blue Ruin and Green Room this week. And so Blue Ruin, I mean, is great. It's still great. I Good. didn't remember some things, but I um, it was better than I remembered. So was there a great, um, like, fantastic. Wasn't there like a great shootout scene or something in that too? Yeah. Or? And I, I, I do not understand how I forgot that Jan Brady herself is in this movie. Was she? <laughs> yeah, she plays the, the, the redneck... Um, matriarch at the end wow cool and then green room a movie i did not believe it or not i didn't really love it the first time it has all the components of things i would love i think it was overhyped when i first saw it right maybe you maybe you had said but i think other people have also said how great it was so i watched it again and it's really good it's 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 a lot of fun it's a really good movie so this guy's um this guy's definitely 
of somebody to keep watching, as we said last week. Yeah, keep your eye on on Jeremy. He's he's good. Remember, he t- that's all right. I tweeted at him like it was like six years ago, for, or whatever. <laughs> that's right, you did. <laughs> we we made that drink. We were drinking the Blue Ruin. I'm like, hey, this Blue is Ru- the Blue Ruin. I gave him the recipe. He never tweeted me back. Oh, his loss. That was back in my tweeting days. Yes. Now, maybe you can make a TikTok about him. Yes, I would love it. <laughs> the only Jeremy Solnier TikTok video. <laughs> it could be to WAP. Right, right, right. WAP. <laughs> now, that got me. this all got me thinking to uh, his first movie, Murder Party, which we said before we covered on a show. It was episode 35, which was almost two years ago. Oh, my God, really? <laughs> We do this a long time at, th- at this point. Now, last week you said you remember not liking it, and I suspected you did like it. Oh, I did. I gave it a plug. So I back. I went back and listened to the episode. It's a pretty good episode, actually. Oh, good. That's the same. Yeah. So this is what you said. I call the cop. I understand it's a movie, but uh, it's a better on. visual, I guess. I guess it is because it did look kind of good. I mean, it's a plus for me. It's definitely a buzz. It was fun. It's yeah. a fun movie. It's, it's you know, it's, it's he's an funny. idiot. You know what he's talking about. Box for Halloween. I think it's like you're gonna like watch a bunch of Halloween movies. You know, you, you see the slasher one. You see the, you see the more psychological thriller one. You, you hear this one in the middle. You it's, know, it's good palate cleanser. It's a palate cleanser. Palate cleanser. <laughs> That's not a plus. A palate cleanser and a plus. Look at you bringing up edited uh, versions of, of me from two years ago. What is this garbage? <laughs> was it? I could not remember honestly if, if we liked it or not. And uh, listening to the episode, we, we both did. We thought it was a fun movie. Was, so yeah, okay. that means he's got four out of four pluses. Uh, granted, congratulations. That's excellent. Maybe maybe I was thinking Murder Party was something else we watched. I can't remember. No, I I think it's just that it was two years ago. Oh, right. nobody remembers anything about two years ago. I I couldn't remember when I gave Hold the Dark. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so much has happened since then, and yet so little has happened. Really? Yeah, I can't believe it's been two years. Wow. Okay. All right. So coming up, not next week, maybe two weeks. What day is this? Twentieth. September 4th, the Charlie Kaufman movie comes out oh, on Netflix. Really? So, yes, everyone look forward to that. You know, we will be discussing it. And if you have any other movies you'd like us to um, talk about on the show, let us know. Yes. Oh, I'll, I will let you know, Frank. I don't know if I'm going to tell everybody. Please do. How can I let you know? Right. So I'm just telling you this, not everybody else. Okay. Cinetology podcast at gmail.com. That's cinetology podcast at gmail.com. And cinetology on Instagram uh, catches there, those two uh, locations. Uh, yeah. Other than that, smoke signals, hot air balloons, um, any of those kind of things or other ways to get a hold of us. We're not going to answer those at all, but we'll answer your uh, emails at least here. So there you go. On Friday, catch our Cinder Minute as always. And um, thanks again for listening. This is Cinetology. Yeah, it's Scientology, and uh, remember to always sin on, folks. Mm-hmm.